New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hi again, everybody. So good to talk with you again today. This is uh, Dr. Joseph coming with you. And uh, man, I'm just uh, enjoying just this uh, these podcasts and just digging into God's Word with you. We are in day 18, and I'm going to be reading Exodus chapter 9, uh, verses uh, 13 through 35. We're going to finish out, finish out the chapter uh, on this. And so uh, I'm going to be reading out the New International Version, as always. I'm going to just read the entire passage for you. And then uh, highlight some things, and we'll come back and talk about them. So let's begin uh, just digging in with Exodus chapter 9, verse 13. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning, confront Pharaoh, and say to him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says, Let my people go so that they may worship me, or this time I will send the full force of my plagues against you and against your officials and your people so that they may know that there is no one like me in all the earth totally different way of introducing who God is right here in this moment. Totally different way of what the full force of the plagues were going to be. Uh, Verse 15, For by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off of the earth. God still showing his grace to the Egyptians. Verse 16, But I have raised you up for this very purpose so that I may show my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Verse 17, you still set yourself against my people and will not let them go. Verse 18, therefore, at this time tomorrow, I will send the worst hailstorm that has ever fallen on Egypt. From this, from the day it was founded till now, give an order now to bring your livestock and everything you have in the field to a place of shelter because the hail will fall on every man and animal that has not been brought in and is still out in the field, and they will die. Once again, God's still showing his grace and his mercy here in this moment. Verse 20, very key verse right here, 20 and 21. Those officials of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord hurried to bring their slaves and their livestock inside, but those who ignored the word of the Lord left their slaves and livestock in the field. We're going to talk more about that. Verse 22, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, so that the hail will fall all over Egypt, on men and animals, and on everything growing in the fields of Egypt. When Moses stretched out his staff toward the sky, the Lord sent thunder and hail and lightning flashed down to the ground. So the Lord rained hail on the on the land of Egypt, hail fell and lightning flashed back and forth. It was the worst storm in all the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. Throughout Egypt, hail struck everything in the fields, both men and animals. It beat down everything growing in the fields. It stripped every tree. The only place it did not hail was the land of Goshen, where the Israelites were. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned, he said to them. The Lord is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Pray to the Lord, for we have had enough thunder and hail. I will let you go. You don't have to stay any longer. Moses replied, When I have gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands in prayer to the Lord. The thunder will stop, and there will be no more hail. So you may know that the Lord is that the earth is the Lord's. 
But I know that you and your officials still do not fear the Lord God. Interesting verse there. Verse 31. The flax and barley were destroyed so that the barley had headed, uh, had headed and the flax was in bloom. The wheat and spelt, however, were not destroyed because they had ripened later. Verse 33. Then Moses left Pharaoh and went out to the city. He spread out his hands towards the, toward the Lord. The Lord and the thunder and hail stopped. And the rain no longer poured down on the land. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he sinned again. He and his officials hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not let the Israelites go, just as the Lord has said through Moses. You know, uh, you know, kind of coming back to this, remembering the context of this, uh, in this chapter, we saw, uh, we saw in the previous days, uh, podcast that uh, whenever we were seeing that the the description of the plagues were coming from the Lord's hand more and more. So we see this intense intensifying that was happening. And here we have in verse 14, I will send the full force of my plagues against you. God is getting more and more serious so that he is starting to show them more and more how this is against. I'm against your hardening of heart. But then we have this interesting verse, and he, and he says there, so that you may know that no one is like me in all of the earth. I mean, once again, he is, is, he is claiming this exclusive right to, to being God, and he is. He is God and God alone. And, and it's kind of interesting that he, he speaks about it. He says, I could have taken you out. I could have totally wiped the floor with you. I could have done all this. But... I'm really wanting to, I've raised you up for this purpose. I've put you in this place for this purpose that I might show my power. Now, it's kind of interesting. You know, it's so often what we think about in this account is, oh, Pharaoh, 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 why do you keep on hardening your heart? Why do you keep on hardening your heart? But I think it's important for us to see as well that this was just as much for the children of Israel, for them to see as well. For them to see how it is God and God alone. Because they had been living in this land of Egypt. They have been living in this place where it could have been so easy for them to have gotten caught up in, in the Egyptian system of gods and, and all that. And yet, this is just as much for them to see as well that God is showing his mercy upon them. That God is showing his power upon, upon them. And so we have right here in this, in just this short verse of verse 16, that I've raised you up for this very purpose that I might show my power, that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. You know, it points to the purpose of the plagues. It points to God alone being supreme in all things. And it points to the gospel, right? So that his, main, his name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Because see, from this, the Israelites, they were going to go and they were going to be the people of God and they were going to be speaking about the power of God. And one of the ways they're going to be speaking about the power of God is the mercy of God that was shown to them and to those that uh, that loved him. And so God starts to show, I'm going to send the worst hailstorm ever. And he even uh, allows them in this moment to have this moment of grace, this moment of mercy. He says, Look, this does not have to be that bad for you. 
You can bring your men in. You can bring them in into shelter. Bring them in, and they will be okay. And you had some people that did. That's what it says in verse 20. The officials of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord. They had, they had been seeing this stuff. They had started to see, once again, that there were some of their people that, or some of their gods, that they were not providing the answers. I mean, the magicians had given up. Everybody was starting to give up on everything. And so you had some of these that were starting to say, you know what? This is kind of getting serious over here. I, I think I'm going to do what they say that, they, that I need to do here. I mean, if I'm going to protect my livestock, if I'm going to protect all these things, because livestock was so valuable, so valuable. And I know I didn't even hit on just how valuable that that was yesterday because it was valuable for their own sacrificial system as well. And so once again, they're bringing in their work, they're bringing in the slaves, they're bringing in uh, their livestock, but there were those that ignored the word of the Lord. And what happened to them? Total destruction. Total destruction. Their their livestock were, were killed. Men were killed. I don't know uh, if you've ever seen the destruction of a hailstorm prior to uh, my serving in, uh, in ministry vocationally. I was an insurance agent, and uh, as an insurance agent, I was a certified insurance counselor, and so I would uh, I would go to some of these training meetings, and we would see the destruction of hailstorms. And some of y'all have probably experienced that yourself of just seeing what happens to your roofs, what happens to cars. You know, whenever you just have major hail that just falls upon something that you own, and you just think about the worst hail possible all falling on crops, all falling on animals, and just the destruction that was occurring. And yet the only place that it did not happen was in the land of Goshen where the Israelites were. Once again, God showing his power to the Israelites just as much as he's showing this destruction to the Egyptians. And then we start to have this interesting thing that happens in verse 27. One of the first times that we have this occur is that we, we have where Pharaoh cries out in, in a request for, for, for it to stop. Uh, and and he's, he starts to, it, it almost sounds like repentance. It's kind of interesting that uh, you know, Moses and Aaron, they were starting to hear this repentance and he's starting to cry out on this. And, and they set, they set themselves up. They say, you know what? Okay, hey, he's starting to sound like this. But they could see as well through this. They could see as well that, that this was not true, genuine repentance. I don't know if you've experienced that in your life. You know, sometimes we, we look at that. We could see somebody that uh, maybe gets caught. And the only reason that they are showing repentance is because they got caught more than what the consequences were. They don't want to receive the consequences. I've had that happen with children before. Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. Please don't, you know, please don't punish me, Dad, you know, for, for this. And yet the only reason they did it, they're re making that request is because they got caught. And, and that's a lot of ways, that's kind of what's happening here with, uh, with Pharaoh, is that he, he's doing a, an act of disingenuous repentance. Now, Moses and Aaron, they follow through with their act of relenting to, to stop it upon the people. And yet, as soon as it stopped, 
we start to see more and more how Pharaoh's heart hardened. I've seen this happen before often in, in life. And, and I'm telling you guys, is that it's one of those things where uh, sometimes people have to really hit rock bottom. And this is, starts to be this process of chipping away at Pharaoh, not, not as much of a, as what we're going to see of a, uh, uh, that he's going to uh, make this radical turnaround. But what we start to see more and more is that, you know, there's, there's signs here that he is seeing more and more that he is powerless and God is powerful. And, and he has gotten caught in this. And he's going to do whatever it takes for the pain to stop. He's really trying to practice escapism more than anything else. Kind of interesting. And so I encourage you today in, in the midst of this, you kind of say, you know, Joseph, what, what's the takeaway from this? One, I think we can see even in the midst of the tragedy of this hailstorm, as it's becoming more and more evident that God is against what's happening here, God was still showing his grace. God is still showing his love and his grace and his mercy in the, in the midst of this. And he's showing it to the, the Israelites, but he's also starting to show it to the Egyptians. He's giving them opportunities to, to see that his plan, his purpose, his love is greater than any other gods that the, that the Egyptians tried to worship. But I think we're also starting to see as well the difference between those that fear the word of the Lord and those that ignore the word of the Lord. And what what a great promise that that is for us today, today to just see is that, you know what, we need to live our lives as fearing the word of the Lord, living under its authority, and, and understand that the, the implications sometimes of, of what happens in our lives whenever we ignore the word of the Lord. It speaks about that in James, he who knows the good that he ought to do and does not do it sins. Those are people that ignore the word of the Lord. Friend, don't be somebody today that ignores God's word. Don't be somebody today that, that thinks that you could just do some, some kind of act, some kind of uh, work of repentance for yourself. Friend, truly fear the word of the Lord. Live under its authority. And if God tells you to do something, even as inconvenient as it's going to be friend obey the lord live for the lord honor him first and foremost and don't let your heart become hardened as we see god bless you guys looking forward to just hearing more and more of just what's happening through these podcasts and uh, look forward to connecting with you the next time so god bless and uh, we'll see you again Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.